0: We have officially reached the 27th and final episode of the podcast, for season one at least, and today we're going to finish on a high with an inspiring young person who is already doing remarkable things.
1: For me, growing up, I've always learnt and always have known to just be who you are, you know, have a go at anything that you want to do like making a book (laughs) or doing your sport, you should just have a go. And if luck comes along, you get amazing opportunities that you'd never think that you'd get.
0: Sienna Stubbs is wise beyond her years. She's already accomplished more in her 17 years than many will in a lifetime but for her, she's just living her life. Growing up in Yirikala, an Indigenous community about 18 kilometres from Nulamboy, Siena says she feels lucky to have been brought up with her Yolngu culture. She's a published author and photographer and this year was nominated for a prestigious award. We sat down for a chat a few months ago, but since then, Sienna graduated from Nullumboy High School and now, for the first time in 13 years, she doesn't know what the future will bring. Sienna has this beautiful, positive energy about her and just from our conversation, her and her generation make me feel so much better about the future. So now it's time for the final time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Northeast Arnhem Land with Mon. Now, just to get things rolling, a little bit of housekeeping. First up, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. My name's Monica O'Hanlon, and you could say I'm a bit of a sticky beak. I just love hearing people's stories, because it's true what they say. Everyone's got one. I work at Gov FM in North East Arnhem Land in the NT. It's one of the most remote and unspoilt parts of Australia. If you're someone who isn't familiar with it, here's what you need to know. The Jungle people are the traditional owners of this region. Their vibrant culture dates back more than 50,000 years. The hub, where I live, is called Nullumboy a town created on the Gove Peninsula after the establishment of the Bauxite Mine. You're probably asking, what's the purpose of this podcast? I've met so many weird and wonderful people, whether they're from here or just passing through. I want to know how their path led them to this tiny little dot on the map. And it would be my absolute pleasure to share it with you.
1: You were born here, hey? Yeah. Uh, no. So my mum and dad met here. Okay. And then mum was flown over to Darwin to have me mm-hmm. and came back as soon as I was born. Yeah, yeah. Know. So everyone says like you were born here. I was born in Darwin, but like that doesn't mean I'm from Darwin. It means that I was just born in Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you came back straight
0: after you were born and yeah. you grew up in Yirrkala, right? Yeah,
1: I live in Yirrkala, yeah. How was your childhood? I want to hear about that. Well, it's just the way it, it is, you know? Like, my life has always been growing up in Yirrkala and mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, the norm. <laughs> <laughs> Catching the bus to school yeah. and going back home.
0: What do you do for fun? What did you do for fun when you were a kid? Mm.
1: My life has always, as a Yolngu person, I've always grown up in my culture, and it's I've never known any anything else, sort of. So, just every weekend is going out bush, and it's like my life. Like it's not like we go out bush and we eat the native food. Like it's it's what we do. Just because that's how you live. You live off the land and you eat well. (laughs) Yeah, nice.
0: So your life and your upbringing, I guess, it was a lot out on country and exploring and stuff. Do you have any memories that really stick out to you? Um,
1: I really love going to my homeland, which is Boaka, and just the same thing we do all the time which is, or anywhere we go, which is getting oysters and crab and then coming back and sitting down and cooking it and eating it and then having a nap (laughs) (laughs) on the sand and then coming back home and having a shower and getting ready for the week. Yeah, Yeah. but I think I never realised it, but recently... I've realised how lucky I am to, to have learnt fr- from my mum and her sisters and my family of just the way we live. Like I'm so lucky to to do this every every weekend. Yeah. And like when I'm out, um, away from home, I live my life and we go to the movies and you go to the shopping centre. And it's fun, but it's not like home, you know. All you, all you have to do is shop, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, like consumerism.
0: Yeah, like yeah. yeah,
1: It feels wrong almost (laughs) to me. um, Doing all of that and not like going out bush kind of thing.
0: Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You've grown up here. Yeah, I did, and I think maybe because it's so remote and from my experience there wasn't so much emphasis put on materialistic things and it's a different um, lifestyle and it's a different way of life up here. But I just want to go back a bit for a second. You you mentioned growing up in culture, and I just want to ask you, like what does culture mean to you?
1: Like I said before, I never – was told this is your life because you're Aboriginal, like it's just what I did, and I just was taught the Yo names of everything because that's how I grow up, and we were always went hunting on the weekends because that's how i grow grew up, and I understand that that's sort of what people think of as culture, maybe is like um not Uh, like I don't know that's my culture I guess is all of that dancing singing I I don't know culture can be anything for anyone and for me I'm really lucky that it's my Yolong'o culture and which is how you live life and how you grow in it you know so like dancing and the bungal and ceremony and painting up and then also hunting and learning about the land. And I'm so lucky that that's my culture. But, like, culture's different for everyone. Like, for some people it could be beach volleyball, you know, the beach volleyball that happens every (laughs) year, which I don't go to. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That's (laughs) not my culture. Like, I don't – that's not my life. Yeah. I think it's just way of living and it's different for everyone because no one's the same. <laughs> and everyone also grows up in a different time, you know, time zone. Not time zone. um, <laughs> uh, Generation, yeah. generation. And things are different then. So, like, for me, it's different to you, what life was like. And everyone, it's just, yeah, they say it li- It's a way of life, just how everyone lives their life. Yeah. I like that.
0: (laughs) Now, before the interview, we did have a chat. You're nearly finished high school. You're in year 12.
1: Yes, I'm in year 12.
0: Crazy. Why aren't you more stressed out?
1: (laughs) Well, going into year 12, I thought I do get a little stressed. But growing up. (laughs) because otherwise
0: it wouldn't be normal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Growing up, you always hear like, Year twelve is the big year. You're gonna get really stressed, <laughs> and it's gonna be crazy, and you're gonna have to get through it. But sort of, I was expected for I was expecting that. Okay, I'm in year twelve. Oh no, my life is going all crazy, and it sort of has, but it's like you just get through it, and like every. Test is during the same week and every assignment is due the same week, but you sort of get through it (laughs) somehow (laughs) and you just, yeah, you just do it, which is what I've found out going into year 12. It's a good attitude to have. Mm -hmm. What uh, what subjects are you doing? I'm doing biology, chemistry, English and maths. Wow. And I did year 12 creative arts last year. Wow. Mm. You're an overachiever.
0: I already knew that 100%. (laughs) So you're you're cruising through. Do you feel like you're feeling pretty good about how how the year's going?
1: Yeah. The thing is, like, I keep telling myself that I'm still going to be alive after this test. (laughs) I'm still going (laughs) to live my life after year 12. It's not going to end. So whether I fail or whether I get a... D or you know like it's I'm still gonna keep living doesn't finish it doesn't mean my life is over after <laughs> I finish school it's Absolutely. just you know we, I'm just learning everything and I, nothing's a loss no yeah you know like
0: that's so great you have that attitude. When I was in year 12, I was, <laughs> I mean, I was, ai te- wasn't a, the best student, I'm going to be honest, loved some subjects, hated maths, yeah. hated maths. Yeah. Uh, but I, like, it just felt like the be all, or end all, you know, like, I don't know, I, you, I couldn't see past the end of year 12. Yeah. And I love that you're, you're just taking it as it comes and. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess that's the way I've, I've grown up. Mum and dad are so supportive of whatever I do and they tell me that it's all going to be okay because they're going to be there for me. And the I've had a couple of work experiences this past couple of years. I went and did my year 10 work experience with the mine, which was a big experience. <laughs> I thought it was like it was really eye opening. And I thought, Oh, this is gonna be really cool, I'm gonna work in the lab. It's gonna be amazing and it was. But at the end of it I was sort of like, I never wanna go here again <laughs> And um I thought like, oh no. But they're like, it's just it's just your year ten work experience. it's yeah. not gonna <laughs> be the way that your life is gonna turn <laughs> out. You know? And You can make life what you want it to be. And yeah, that's how I'm doing life right now. And I think something that I keep reminding myself is this is just the end of year 12. This is the end of school Mm -hmm. is year 12. So ever since transition, you've gone to school and this is just the end point. So it has to, they don't, they're not trying to make it meaningful, but, you know, this exam is to say that it's to show our growth past those 13 years, you know, and it's to make it mean something, I guess. Like it wouldn't be fair to just say, okay, <laughs> you you did that and off you go. You get a free pass, which is cool, but like it, they want to test us to see what we can do at the end of it all and see if we learn something on that during those 13 years, which is so weird. Like it's been my life going to school Mm -hmm. since it's all I remember, you know, (laughs) and there's life after that. Yeah. But you don't know it yet, kind of. You are just starting
0: out, Sienna. This is like, yeah, you're a baby. I know, exactly.
1: (laughs) And that's what everyone tells you. But if that's all you've known, so it's life sort of like there is nothing other than school. I mean, there is your weekends, but that's like the holidays, the few weeks and the couple of days that you have off school. All of the rest is at school kind of, you know, and absolutely. It's all, you know, (laughs) That's and (laughs) (laughs) so they have to make something of it at the end. But you can do what you want with that, <laughs> and then you're in the real world. <laughs> it's
0: true, yeah. They they put the pressure on you. They build it up because I feel like as well, if you didn't have that pressure, it would be a bit of an anticlimax.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's why. That's why we need the hard <laughs> exam and the hard assessments. But it's that's all it is, you know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's a great point, actually.
0: And yeah, it wouldn't be as sweet, right? Getting out of school wouldn't feel so good if you didn't have to try. You just mentioned your amazing parents. So your mum, Miriki and your dad, Will. Yes. And you've got ridiculously talented siblings as well. Yes, Crazy. Rosie
1: and Ariane.
0: <laughs> Crazy talented family. Uh, so it didn't surprise me at all <laughs> when I've seen all this stuff about you come up. Is it true last year you published a book?
1: It is true. I I did get to publish a book which is so amazing I was looking at it today I was thinking wow this is this is my book I've this is published and I was thinking about where it's all gone I was in Darwin the other day and this little boy came up to me and he said can you sign this for me Aww. and I said oh really <laughs> in like He came up to me with my book and he got me to sign it and I was like, oh, this is amazing, you know. It's so cute. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit? So it's
0: called, so the English name is Our Birds. Yeah. Can you pronounce
1: the... It's called in Malena and it's, yeah, Our our Birds. Um, And I didn't start with the intention of writing a book. I remember as a young girl... Seeing photos, you know, family photos in all my friends' friends' houses. You know the classic ones you get?
0: The posed ones. Yeah, the
1: posed ones. You see them hanging up in your friends' walls and all their families are really beautiful and got beautiful smiles on their faces. They're all posing and looking at the camera. <laughs> Sometimes they've got the same type of clothing on. Mm-hmm. And I thought oh, that'd be cool if I could like take a photo and like have it framed on, on the wall of my house. And so I remember dreaming of having the canvas photos, but like a trip ditch, you know, a trip ditch where the photo is broken up into oh, yeah like bits. And then when you, on different frames, when you put them side by side, it looks like one photo. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. so I remember having a dream of, like, doing a picture like that and having it hung up in our lounge room. And so I asked Dad for a camera, but also, it was also because I remember having a camera when we were younger, when I was younger, and having photos on our computer from that camera. But when phones came into play, phones with cameras on them... Mm. You know, we were always taking them, taking photos. But every now and then I would get a notification on my iPad saying, your storage is, your iCloud storage is full. (laughs) You should pay for more storage. And I thought, oh, but I don't want to lose these photos, you know. Mm. I've, I've have like cupboards of albums with photos in them, but I don't want to lose these ones. And that's what's going to happen if I, don't, if I don't get them, you know, in physical form. Yeah. And so I asked dad for a camera and he went, he was just about to go down to Sydney for an exhibition. And when he's down in Sydney, he um, always goes to see my auntie and un- uncle and my cousins and my other auntie. And this trip he went down and he asked my other auntie for a camera, my auntie Sash. And luckily she just had one in her cupboard and she (laughs) said she wasn't using it. So she offered to give it to me. And so dad came back with the camera and it was mine. And one part of the story that dad always tells me to mention is the part where when she was getting it down from the cupboard it fell on her eye and gave her a black eye, oh. which was sad, but that's that's a part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> <Your> poor auntie, <laughs> I know. Um, so that happened, and then, so what Dad and I always used to do is in the morning I used to go for walks with him and my dog, and we just did a small circuit around our, you know, our neighbourhood. And then we'd come home, it'd be 6.30, and I'd get ready for school and get on the bus. And when I finally got my camera, I got to capture the birds that we used to see on our walk. So all of the birds that I had learnt the names of growing up, going out bush with my family, yeah, I got to... Zoom up with the camera zoom and take a photo and have a moment of their morning in my hands framed on my camera. Beautiful. Yeah. And so I think it was for half a year or that year that I was taking photos of all the birds on our walks.
0: So how old were you here? You were pretty young. Twelve,
1: yeah. Or eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the end of that year, for Christmas, my auntie got me a voucher that allowed me to do things with these photos. Either print them onto the canvas like I originally wanted to do or put them into a book. Hmm. And so I spent that month. Oh, actually, I was I think it was a year that I just kept on taking photos. And then it told me that I had a month left before the uh voucher expired. Ah. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's always the way. Yeah, isn't yeah. It?
1: <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh no, I have to do this." So I Put all the photos of the birds into this book, and just wrote down my little uh, observation of it. The bird here has big claws, and he looks l- like he's lonely. <laughs> you know, like uh, year twelve, uh, not year twelve, twelve-year-old <laughs> young little girl just making her little observation <laughs> of the big eagle who maybe birds are scared of, and that's why he's lonely, not because because no one wants to be his friend. So for that month, I I was just editing my book, and then we sent it off, and I got five copies back, and my brother took a photo of me and posted it on his Facebook after he... (laughs) First, he, I showed him, I said, Azza, look at this. Look, it's my book. And he was like, "Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> and then he said, okay, let me take a photo of you. He took a photo of me and then he said, my amazing sister, wow. She <laughs> wrote a book and I was like, okay. Um, Where's that real life enthusiasm, you know, Azza? You know, <laughs> give me it in real life. But um, then a lot of his friends – reposted it and then my mum and dad reposted it and then their friends reposted it and more <laughs> reposted it until ABC Darwin saw saw it. And um they did an interview with me. Liz Travaskis from A B C Darwin did a did an interview with me and said reposted that on their Facebook saying any publishers, you know, want to um, publish this book, help get it published, you know, contact us. And uh, that they shared that and then more people shared it from there, which is amazing. It's crazy that this has all happened. That's insane. And <laughs> then Magabala saw it and they offered to publish it. And so we went ahead and published it. And how old were you then? I was, I think by then I was 15.
0: So what is that like as a 15 year old? You just made this like almost like a scrapbook, right? To get all your photos in. Yeah. With little observations. And then suddenly they're like, hey, let's publish you. I know. (laughs) You're a published
1: writer. It was like, I don't even think I really understood what that meant. <laughs> before I went through the whole process, mm. you know, it was officially published April last year, yeah, two thousand and eighteen. But like I, af- before that journey, I thought, ah, oh, you know, people get make books and then they sell them, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But before then, I didn't know. You know, you edited and you design it, and you there's different things that you can do with the book and this design looks cool with this design which you know I didn't know before that happened
0: so you were uh, involved I was a with part the whole process the whole
1: thing I I got to choose which photos went where and awesome yeah it's Really amazing. So
0: your mum's written a lot of books. I kind of assumed maybe you were inspired by her and you're like, I want to write a book too or something. So that's that's not the case. It's not really much. what happened. Yeah. But wow.
1: I I have always grown up with watching her and her uh, co-authors and her sisters write her books. Yeah, yeah. Their books.
0: What a crazy story! I had no idea that it just it went viral and then it got picked up that way. Yeah.
1: It. It's like I never intended to write a book, but then I wrote a book, you know.
0: And it all happened because Azza, who didn't yep. give you the emotional support yes, in yes. real life, gave you I a bit of love. I couldn't have
1: done it without, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, that's
0: amazing. Yeah. Let's bring it up to present year. So that was mm-hmm. last year. Yes. This year you were nominated as an NT Young Australian of the oh. Year.
1: Yeah, we can talk I about that. I that know. is ridiculous. I know. <laughs> I, like, I've never set out. I've never set out to be. Oh, I want to do this. I want to get this. <laughs> I want to be the star that, you know. Like, I don't want to have all of this. You know, not. You're I'm not saying <laughs> that I'm have all this attention, but you know, for me. Growing up, I always thought, I've always learnt and always have known to just be who you are, you know. You shouldn't really hide away if you don't want to. You should smile and share happiness and be friendly to everyone and all the people you meet and have a go at anything that you want to do like making a book (laughs) or, (laughs) you know, doing your sport. You should just have a go. And if luck comes along, you get amazing opportunities that you'd never think of having, that you'd never think that you'd get. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So were you surprised when you found out? (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, I I never thought I would have gotten that. It's, it's amazing. It. I'm so lucky to have been nominated. Denzel Baker took I it know, out. I know, Mr. Baker boy. So proud of him. My dad is quite <laughs> jealous. Not jealous. <laughs> his, He's his a fan, name. is he? He is, he is. He'd say, oh. Next year. We'll get him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know what? I wouldn't even be surprised if you did. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's um that's amazing. And so what was the experience like? Like do you have to go to Darwin for the awards night, is that right? Or have mm. it work? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we um we've got the chance to go over and in a nice big room full of people and full of amazing, inspiring people who you know. Have dedicated their lives to amazing causes, and to be in that room with all those uh, nominees was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's such a prestigious award, and you're what seventeen?
1: Yeah, I'm seventeen.
0: Look at what's going to happen in your future, Sienna. It's
1: well, insane. that's the thing. You just just live <laughs> your life. You just stay happy, and if you're sad. You can get sad. I've been sad a couple of times. Like, you know, life gets you Absolutely. sometimes. But if you're not sad, why be gloomy when you can be happy <laughs> and share happiness, you know?
0: Absolutely. And admire
1: the beauty in the world. <laughs> like, the sun is shining outside and how lucky are we? Some people don't get to see the sunshine. That's you know? true, you know? absolutely. That's that's what I that's how I live my life. Type you know, <laughs> there are more people who aren't as lucky as I am, so I'm gonna live my life to the fullest and appreciate everything I have. Amazing. That's that's how that's how you live. Are all year twelve people, like kids <laughs>
0: year twelve <laughs> students, are they all like you or are you a bit of a like, You rare.
1: (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I can't make that judgment. I I just feel like when I was at
0: school, there wasn't that much positivity. There was, but you know, yeah. Well,
1: I'm. I'm just living life with the people around me, and we're getting through this year. And I'm, you know, appreciating all the people and. We're all getting through it together, so I'm sharing a bit of this positivity with them. Beautiful. Each day. Absolutely. That's,
0: yeah, it's unreal. Even more recently. So when was this nomination? That was earlier this I think, year.
1: yeah. Or end of last year.
0: End of last year. Okay. So let's fast forward even a bit more to Gama Festival this year. So mm. you, you took part in the Youth Forum?
1: I did. What yeah. was that like? Oh. Every year I I love the Youth Forum. It's – I love Garma time. Like my year is always split into like certain sections. So there's the beginning of the year where it's like start of the school year, you get into your year level, you you see what it's like. Oh, this is what the workload's like. Okay, homework. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And when I was younger, oh, NAPLAN, start of the year, you know. And then come March, like, sort of just just pushing through. And then the school holidays come around, June, July. And it's like, yeah, we're halfway through the year. And then you feel the seasons changing. When that first cool, hit, like, breeze hits, you know, mm-hmm. oh, that's the middle of the year. We're here. <laughs> and it's like karma time when the sun starts to get up come up earlier and or, you know, like you feel that and you feel a change in the air and I know, oh, it's Garma time. Garma's going to be soon. People will be visiting my beautiful home, my beautiful corner of of (laughs) Australia and it's like going to get to meet new people, make new friends and that's what I get to do every year karma at the youth forum
0: yeah amazing yeah and i just i've watched it a couple of times now i've got to say i yeah the first time i watched it i promise i got goosebumps but you did the um the uh what is it the final statement imagine
1: imagination declaration
0: yes oh my god so how did that come about that like did you all you all worked on it together that speech
1: yeah so i'm i am I'm going to – like, so because I wasn't staying at the youth forum, like sleeping Mm -hmm. in the youth forum, I was sleeping at home and going into Garama each day, I wasn't there for the full thing, I'll admit, Mm -hmm. but um, I got to be there with the people and I heard when they were, like, planning for it and, um, you know, it's all of our voices sort of put into one – one statement and I was just the messenger. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I had. Um, That's all I gave, you know. Um, And I'm so proud to have been able to have that privilege and speak the message for the group of kids who were there. Yeah. To the Prime Minister and Education Ministers across Australia, in 1967 we asked to be counted... In 2017 we asked for a voice and treaty. Today we ask you to imagine what's possible. The future of this country lies in all of our hands. We do not want to inherit a world that is in pain. We do not want to stare down huge inequality, feeling powerless to our fate. We do not want to be unarmed as we encounter some of the biggest problems faced by human race from rising sea levels which will lead to huge refugee challenges onto drought and food shortages and our own challenges around a loop cycle of perpetuated disadvantaged. It's time to think differently. With 60,000 years of genius and imagination in our hearts and minds, we can be one of the groups of people that transform the future of life on earth for the good of us all, we can design the solutions that lift islands up in the face of rising seas, we can work on creative agricultural solutions that are in sync with our natural habitat, we can re-engineer schooling, we can invent new jobs and technologies, and we can unite around kindness. We are not the problem. We are the solution. We don't want to be boxed. We don't want ceilings. We want freedom to be whatever a human mind can dream. When you think of an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander kid, or any kid, imagine what's possible. Don't define us through the lens of disadvantaged or label us as limited. Test us. Expect the best of us. Expect the unexpected. Expect us to continue carrying the custodianship of imagination, entrepreneurial spirit and genius. Expect us to be complex. And then let us spread our wings and soar higher than ever before as called for in the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Give our people a voice. We can call you, we call on you and the education ministers across the nation to establish an imagination agenda for our Indigenous kids and, in fact, for all Australian children. We urge you to give us the freedom to write a new story. We want to sh- show the world a stretch. Aboriginal genius, we want to show Australia Aboriginal leadership and imagination for the whole nation. Over the coming months we'll be sharing the declaration of thousands of Indigenous kids across our nation and together we'll say, set an imagination agenda for our classrooms. Remove the limited thinking around our disadvantage. Stop looking at us as a problem to fix and set us, free, set us free to be the solution and give us a stage to light up the world. We want the imagination agenda in every school in the nation, from early childhood learning through to our most prominent universities. To our Prime Minister and Education Ministers, we call on you to meet with us and to work on an imagination plan for our country's education system, for all of us. We'd like to invite all of you here today to come up and sign the declaration with us and send a message to our education leaders across the nation to imagine what's possible. We are the solution, not the problem. Thank you. But I think I think there's a lot of change going on right now from the voice of kids and, you know, my generation. Greta Thunberg.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, or
1: yeah. Emma Gonzalez for gun violence. Yeah. And those group of kids in America who are, like, standing up for that change. And, mm-hmm. you know, we got to all do our part in spreading awareness and not backing down because we're kids or young adults. Cool. Even the prime minister was like,
0: get back to school. I know. No.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, epic. Like, look at that change that she made. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember first seeing a photo of her and I was thinking, wow, you know, she's amazing. And I never thought we'd, come this far to like not go to school because global climate you know climate change (laughs) global warming I remember learning in year three about climate change and global warming and they said like you know our our earth is warming up but it's okay like it's it's all right this is just something you know yeah you have to know that our earth is warming but I, and here we are today in year twelve, and it's warming at a really high rate, mm. which is dangerous, you know. And we have to do something. And so Greta stood up, and she's standing up for the voice of our of our generation. And it's so amazing the change that she's created in this world. Like amazing.
0: Yeah, it just goes to show.
1: Exactly. It goes to show the power that youth have. And that's, I guess, you have to do it first to start. And then you can, we have the power. We just have to do something with it. Yeah. So I guess that it didn't start at karma, but, you know, we thought of just getting up and starting something, doing something doing our part yeah so we did that we did the imagination declaration and I was the messenger and we hope we're gonna create a change like now <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I think I think you already have to be honest so many people have just like even just here have come up and we've spoken about yeah that speech and it's like insane like, yeah you're 17 and you're bunch of kids that had come together to
1: exactly create
0: that it's epic mm. was it were you nervous doing it because it was a pretty
1: i was decent I was. crowd there. i know i, I was kind of <laughs> but i've been to that forum a couple of years now and i know that every year we have it's the you know where we get to showcase what we've done at the youth forum and every year we have the support of all those adults in that room you mm. know they come For us to witness what we've done, and I knew that we were going to get the support of from that room of adults. So I, so I wasn't scared, but also like I had to share this message, you know. Yeah. I was just voicing our concerns and our our wishes. So if it had to be done, I was going to do it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah. It's epic. Yeah.
0: Well. I guess, what are you, so we're getting closer to the end of the year now. Mm -hmm. You're going to be finished with school. Yeah. Like you said, 13 years just gone. I know. It
1: makes you really question it. Like every year I sort of, I go on to the next year and I think, I think I'm coming to the end of this year and I think, oh, year nine next. I wonder what challenges I'll face then. Oh, probably more assignments and... You know, it's going to be hard, but I'll do more homework at home and I'll ask more questions. Yeah, that'll be cool. Oh, year 10 next. Oh, (laughs) senior school now, you know, and like year 12. Yeah, that's going to be finished. But, oh, there's no school left. There's life, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Like what do I do next? I don't.
0: Do you know? Do Do you have plans?
1: Well, I've. I'm telling myself that I'm going to have a break and just live my life for a little bit, maybe for a year. Just Gap year? Gap year. Nice. Experience what work is like here and what, what work is like there and, you know, travel a bit and see the world, I guess. Awesome. Which, yeah, it's really cool. But then... I've always been told from my parents and especially my dad that how exciting uni is and that it's like you're collaborating with other young, inspiring, inspiring and inspired adults. And he really likes the idea of me going. So after next year, I'm planning to go to Brisbane, I think.
0: Um. I studied in Brisbane. Oh, you
1: did. Yeah, where Griffith. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah. Which what? What are you? I'm looking thinking at of going
1: to the Queensland University of Technology. QUT. Yeah. Good QUT. choice. Yeah. Great choice. Yeah. yeah. And like, already, sort of, looked at accommodation. Like, there's this really cool student accommodation, like in the hu- like right next to the uni. And where they have like really nice little rooms, you know, there's a Woolies down the road, (laughs) (laughs) there's a study area, (laughs) like it's sort of, yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) And it's, it's exciting sort of thinking about, you know, life outside of home, which is sad, but I know that home is always going to be here and I'm, I'm going to come home after school and after uni, and after I see the earth and the planet. But, like, it's time to go adventuring.
0: You're going to be in the big smokes. You know? I know,
1: exactly. <laughs> like, and you have to sort of brace yourself for that. It's the big, big city, you know?
0: Yeah, you have so much to look forward to. Exactly. And
1: they say, you know, oh, school is over, which I know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like, of course. School's going to be finished and I'm never going to – it's not that I'll never see them, but, like, these it's people different. that I've come to school with that I've, you know, been forced into a room with, <laughs> No, you know, like – Yeah, no, I get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we all come to this place for 12 years and learn stuff. See each other every day. See each other every day and – now, you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> so, bye. <laughs> you know, like it's funny.
0: Yeah, it's like an end of an era, and yeah. that, it's okay to be sad about exactly. it. Exactly, because it's a big thing. Yeah, it's emotional. Oh I know. my god.
1: Yeah, but it's it's gonna happen, and you're gonna have to leave soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: And do you know what you want to study at uni
1: yet? I'm. I, when I was in year five, I started science. You know, we all, we had, like, little experiments and stuff in year three and stuff. And we used to learn about biomes and stuff. But I hadn't started science, like, in the science lab. And I remember um, that was also in year six was when I learnt the periodic table song. Is um, a song? From like ASAP Science. And um, I was like, I had become obsessed with science. <laughs> and I thought, when I grow up, I'm going to... You know, when you're a young... Oh, when you're a young kid, you say like, oh, I'll be a vet. Mm. That <laughs> that'll be what I do because I like animals, so I'll be a vet. Or I'm going to be a teacher. Or, you know, those those yeah. generic jobs. And I did dance when I was younger. So I thought, you know, I'll be a dancer or a performer. But when I got into year five, I was like, you know, people do re- like other other jobs too. So maybe science is cool. So I'll be a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, and then I thought, oh, I, I really like tree houses too. So maybe I could... Maybe I could be a scientist that lives in a tree house. <laughs> and I think I'd watched Nim's, Nim's Island. Have you ever watched Nim's Island? No. It's about Nim and um, she lives on an island and her dad's a scientist and he collects, like, he's a marine biologist and collects photoplankton and, like, cool. all of that. And I thought, I want to do what he does. <laughs> and... um so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a scientist living in a tree house, but that sort of <laughs> as you grow up, things change like i didn't I didn't want to be a vet then, I wanted to be a scientist, and now I've accepted that don't really want to be a scientist okay maybe not really. I'm doing chemistry and biology now, maybe. Won't do the sciences. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm thinking of not doing them.
0: Are you about to tell me that you
1: want to be a vet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to be a vet. I don't know what I want to do. So, um, instead of doing like a specific course, I'm going to do a Bachelor of... I'm planning to do a Bachelor of Communications. Great. Because then, whatever, I like... That always tells me you want to do something that you can take to places and say, you know, I did a Bachelor of Communications or, you know, I so I could – and they can say, oh, that's really cool. We can use you here, you know. Yeah. And you can go anywhere in the world with your degree, sort of. Yeah, That's absolutely. what I've learnt. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think Bachelor of Communications, I could use that anywhere and so – and it's also, you know, creative. I'm a, Dad always says I'm a creative communicator. So, you know, just explore that field and
0: yeah. Amazing. Oh, I love it. I ask everyone this that comes in. Um, what are your hopes and dreams for the next, it doesn't have to be five to ten years, but for the future? Personally? For you personally. Okay. Actually, I feel like you've got another good answer. So I want personally and for the world. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah,
1: I was going to say, for the world, I hope we do something about this climate change thing because (laughs) honestly, like the other day, I was thinking and I was like, there is probably a chance, there is a chance that my dreams of having a family and like someone I saw, someone posted something that said, I don't want to have kids because, because I don't want to put them in this dramatic life mm-hmm. that they're going to have to solve and sort it out themselves. And it like made me question like, should I make them go into that sort of that cat- like the catastrophe, <laughs> like the crazy event that we're going through right now? Like, like I don't really want to think about having that as a possibility like I sort of when we were in year three we um we we were asked this question of do you think in 30 50 years we're gonna have a city is is Nulunboi gonna be a city or is it gonna be a ghost town and over the past couple of years like it's been different like the mine shutting down and Mm -hmm. stuff and now like climate change like sort of really makes me think, what is the future going to be like? Because we're we're in in it right now, but, like, what's the future going to be like? And you never know. Mm. And these past couple of days I've sort of been hoping, like, that there's going to be someone that finds a solution and we're all going to fly solar cars and... (laughs) In the future, you know, and the air's going to be as clean as it can be. But, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't hope, you can't, like, wish for that. Yeah. I mean, you can hope and wish, but you never know. It needs know. to be action. It has to be, right? has to be done. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I'm hoping that something will have been done about climate change and global warming, hopefully.
0: Well, with your generation, I feel much safer. I, 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 kinda
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel something will happen. I'm hoping, you know. But Absolutely. also, what is what is gonna happen? I'm gonna go to uni. So this is your personal one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is my personal one. I'm gonna. In the next ten years, I will have turned twenty nine. That's that's a funny age.
0: It is a funny age. Is that I, your age? It's my age. <laughs>
1: it's Like you're an adult, hey. Well, they say like, that, but I, I just know. still don't
0: really feel – like I keep thinking it's going to come. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like talking to you now, I have to say I feel a little bit older. Yeah. But usually I don't.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, no. Well,
0: it's a good age to know. be though, you know. That's
1: I, I hear that th- it's a good age to it's be because you're age. sort of like independent, yeah. living your own life. That's right. How you want to live it?
0: It's a great age, actually, Sienna. You've got a lot.
1: To yeah. I, yeah, I'm I'm keen, keen to see the world and live life for a bit. Because in the end, like when I'm like I don't know when I'm, maybe when I'm thirty, maybe when I'm forty, I'll come back home. Mm-hmm. But like I'm gonna go, see the world, experience it a bit, make friends. Make enemies? No, <laughs> I don't know. Um, like Serena, I heard you talk to Serena O'Connor. Yeah, like she's, I'm like, seeing like watching her stories and like, well that's right, her she life lived and she's this in year. Brisbane, you know, living her life as a young adult, and I'm kind of excited like for that, you know, just independently by yourself living your life, living your dream and I'm hoping that that's going to be what I'll be doing. Yeah, I think gone to uni and sort of got a degree and maybe just travelling, figuring out what I want to do. Sounds good. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Hey, I'm so glad that we finally could meet, actually. Because, um, yeah, I've read about you and I've heard a lot about you from people that know you and you're absolutely inspiring. I always say this, but it's because I talk with all these incredible people. But you are an absolute – you're just going to do something amazing and I cannot wait to see what it is. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. All right, we're done. Finished. Cool. That was the 27th episode of the podcast, which means we have come to the end of season one. I started this project about a year ago, and I am just so chuffed with how it's been received. The podcast was shortlisted for two major awards, which is insane. I want to thank everyone who has listened, to anyone who rated or left a review, to everyone who has messaged me and stopped me on the street. Thank you. To VfM the tiny community radio station with a huge heart, thank you for letting me record in the studio and thank you for employing me and allowing me to come home. And finally, to everyone who generously gave their free time, who shared their stories... From the bottom of my heart, thank you. It was an absolute honour. This part of the world is just so special and it's just brimming with inspiring and incredible people and hopefully we can continue to share your stories in the future. But for now, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and have an incredible new year. My name's Monica O'Hanlon and that was North East Arnhem Land with Mon.